Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for coming to How to Live Like a Jedi. I will be your host. My name is Joseph Scrimshaw. We are recording this, if you're listening to the podcast, at DragonCon in Atlanta on Monday morning. So if there is any sudden lull in excitement, it's because one of the panelists actually fell asleep while on the panel. Everybody's been having a great time here at DragonCon. Uh, so a quick overview of what this is. It's called How to Live live like a Jedi. Uh, the how-to, at some point in the communication with Dragon Con, got dropped, uh, so the panel was listed as live like a Jedi, which I assume people read live like a Jedi. <laughs> so I apologize to anyone who thought they were going to see Jedi in concert. <laughs> That feels like what it sounded like to me. Uh, but what it is, is I, I, am, I really am obsessed with the Jedi in terms of all of the kind of fun ideas, kind, kind of some of the fun communal jokes that we make about them, some of the kind of questions of like, why do they do that? Uh, and I'm also really interested in the actual sort of difficult life philosophy that they are holding themselves to lofty goals. They are trying to reach them, and they are often, often failing. And we see this a lot in the movies, but it's also being filled out in a lot of Star Wars canon books, uh, in particular like Master and Apprentice and Dooku, Jedi Lost, and things like that, where we're getting to have this bigger appreciation of what their actual philosophy is and what they're trying to do. So I thought it would be fun to dig into what would it be like to try to live like a Jedi in ways that are both uh, profound and absurd. And to help me do that, I have some very charming, funny people who are also big Star Wars fans. First, I would like to introduce comedian Hal Lublin. For the podcast, I realized I was waving, which is no good for you podcast listeners. Hello to you. Feel the audio forms emanating from your hand. A hello is just an audio wave. Uh, and from Star Wars Explained, the great YouTube channel, we have Alex and Molly Damon. Hello. Hi. <laughs> So uh, we are going to start just right in, get talking about the Jedi. So I want to start by just getting a sense of the baseline for you. So starting with you, Hal, what are your general Jedi opinions? Do you think they did a good job in the galaxy? Do they get unfairly maligned? Tell me about your Jedi thoughts. I think they did a pretty terrible job based on the path of, of the film so far, but I still love them. Is that okay? Of course. Any of your feelings are okay. It seemed like it didn't take many Sith to wipe out every single Jedi, <laughs> except for three. <laughs> three were left. Four. Four. Four were left. But Two it, were babies. <laughs> <laughs> it starts to get pretty complicated when you're counting little yeah. Jedi. Uh, so you feel like they had a big failure, failure in being massacred. That's understandable. Yeah, they kind of got caught up on their own ceremony. Yeah. But when you... rigid. Yeah. Maybe. So when you say that you feel like they failed, but you still love them, it sounds to me like you talking about like a family member who's not doing well in life. Look, <laughs> they're doing the best they can. The Jedi are sleeping on the couch for a while, but they're going to get back up on their feet, and that's what's important, that we support them. <laughs> okay, so you have opinions about their failure, but why do you love them? It's cool. Look, I, ever since I was, what, four years old, I can't go near a supermarket or an elevator without, without at least slightly moving my hands to open the doors, which I associate more with the Jedi than the Sith, even though it's, they basically have, they have a somewhat similar power set. There's at least a lot of overlap. Yeah. But, you know, who didn't want to be Luke Skywalker when they were a kid? 
Right. So when you're imagining using the force to open a door to a grocery store, you are doing that out of a, a selfless act of love rather than I want to come in here and murder people for a rotisserie chicken. Like a or, or or in between where I'm Luke choking two Gamorrean guards to walk into Java's palace. <laughs> so let's you know, let's not pretend like you only use the light side of the force to like open microwave doors and stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. That's exactly the kind of philosophy we're going to get into, is how violent can you be with microwave doors and still be considered a powerful user of the light side. You'd be surprised. All right. Good to know Hal's baseline. Alex, for you, how do you feel about the Jedi? Uh, kind of similar, I feel like, the way you put it, that they, they did the best with what they had. Um, I, I think that they were probably a lot better thousands and thousands of years ago, but then by the time of the Clone Wars, those Jedi had just kind of fallen away from what they were meant to be. They were too set in the rules, probably too entrenched with the Republic and all that. Uh, yeah, I think they were just doing the best that they had, and uh, the, the Jedi of the Clone Wars, I don't know, they, they aren't what I imagined them to be when you first meet Yoda and Obi-Wan in the original trilogy, and then you jump back, and it's like, these guys are taking blood tests to see who is worthy of being uh, a Jedi, and they're not, like, looking at... Uh, what someone's motivations are or like their their uh, spiritual side of it it's all very technical and medicinal and cold and it's strange at that point so yeah again I think they're awesome but more the Obi-Wan Yoda side of things uh, and then I think beyond that but it'll be interesting when we finally explore thousands of years before that and what the Jedi were like then because I think it's going to be very different Awesome. And Molly, how about you? How do you feel about the Jedi? Uh, I'm a fan. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree with what you said. Uh, Although they come off as a little bit cultish to me, which I always thought was a little weird. Um, But, yeah, and, you know, they they talk about being protectors of the peace, uh, but then they, they started a big war, and there was a whole show about it. <laughs> we started a TV show worth of war, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, they, yeah, they did a lot of fighting, so I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, so I think for me, what, what I agree with you, I think, especially I am the age that I grew up with the original trilogy, and you kind of imagine them before you see the prequels and get all that great storytelling, is a, this sort of a more flowing, organic, nomadic maybe that you you just going around the galaxy doing good deeds and you discover someone strong in the force and you train them and so it goes. Uh, so then to see a, a story where they are more caught up in bureaucracy uh, can be a little bit jarring but I think part of why I'm so fascinated lately is in the books and I think in the movies when you start to try to dig down into their motivations and whether they're actually following their philosophy they're like they are trying very very hard and they're getting themselves caught up in red tape like you've got the Clone Wars like well they want to use uh, the force for knowledge and defense and in theory all of these uh, they don't know that they're being manipulated they're bad Uh, but then all of these separatist systems are breaking away and having attacking the the planets that are still with the republic so then you have to ask yourself this philosophical question of well is that defense then to say if the separatists are already attacking some republic systems are is it defense or is it aggression obviously they learned that they were being manipulated and it was aggression but to me it, it, it creates those interesting uh philosophical questions like that about what is defense 
and is it, it there are clear cut things like somebody is walking up uh, you know a Sith is walking up to a Porg with a red lightsaber <laughs> you can stop that that's defense of the poor innocent Porg uh, but in like a much more global uh, you know galactic political sense is it does that make any sense well, I, I think that's why I love uh, the Clone Wars so much and Palpatine's plan, because he put them in a no-win situation by that point. And I, I think that was probably not so much the failure of those specific Jedi at that point in time, but just like the decline of the Jedi. It was the problem of the previous generations. But yeah, like, what are they supposed to do? Sit by and do nothing? Just let people be attacked? Like, no, I don't think that's really right, but yeah, the the whole point of the show, they bring it up over and over and over, is that you're supposed to be defenders of the peace, and you're fighting, and you're fighting and killing, and like, yeah, it, what were they su- supposed to do? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so here is another general Jedi question, and we're going to get into some more specifics, but I'm very curious. Would any of you give your child to a Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> No, they're li- Obi Wan is a liar. He is a oh, serial boy. habitual liar who then who then gaslights you. <laughs> says, "Oh, well, what I was saying is true from a certain point of view." D- didn't he also? I'm I'm sitting here tra- racking my brain trying to remember this. Is he the one who tells Luke that Vader can't be turned? Yes. Was he like a weatherman? Because he, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he threw the Emperor into like a an engine turbine and saved his son. So wrong. Okay. Did turn. Was able to be turned like Obi. Also, Obi Wan's like, listen, I know, I know you told me this guy. Uh, he sort of follows Qui Gon Jinn's path of like, we're going to train him no matter what, which obviously was a huge mistake. And and partially that blame lies with him, and partially lies with Yoda, who's like, all right, but this is going to be on you. <laughs> all right. So I mean, you're you're making some really good points. Yeah. Uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is my favorite character. Sure. And you and I have literally had this debate about whether he's a liar. Literally on this stage, recording a different podcast three true. years ago. True. <laughs> it's true. So I'm going to restrain myself. I also enjoy Obi Wan a great deal. I'm glad he's coming back. Yes. But I mean, let's. We can't say he's he's a perfect character. Well, that yeah. probably is his fatal flaw. Uh, two of his fatal flaws are lying, lying, and then lying, and then trying to cover it up, and and being dead wrong about <laughs> important things. He, he wasn't. You, go ahead, Molly. Sorry. Is there a Jedi that you would trust? No. <laughs> All right. Let me let me attack this from the Obi Wan Kenobi perspective. So okay. I I think that he uh, I think that he has come to the decision that Vader can't be turned from his perspective, Obi-Wan's, and he has a failure of empathy that he doesn't imagine that Vader could be turned by someone other than him, Luke, and I think he does feel like, uh, I would imagine he does feel like he's pretty wrong. Uh, but also the the whole from a certain point of view ethos, it, yeah, it absolutely can be seen as it being gaslit, gaslighting, but it also can be just a point of empathy. From Obi-Wan Kenobi's point of view, that is what happens. That is how he is coping with this reality. The person that I knew, that I helped raise, that I trained, is gone. I can't reach him because he's not there. From my, from Obi-Wan Kenobi's perspective, that is true. Now, I will grant you that there's plenty of uh, room for discussion about whether or not that is manipulative, whether or not that was the best decision, but that's the kind of thing we're here to talk about today. So, Can I, may I may I have a quick counterpoint to that? I know absolutely. that's not what this is about. It is absolutely not, but that's fine. We're like Jedi, getting off topic immediately. So the, the Emperor sends sends Anakin to manipulates him into into killing all of the Jedi yes. and and even at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith into killing Count Dooku yes 
without giving him the whole truth. Yes. Obi-Wan tells, and, and Yoda both tell Luke he has to confront Vader. Yes. They don't tell him that, that they're essentially sending him to kill his own father. No, Obi-Wan straight up says it when he's ghost log sitting. Yeah, but that yeah, he's like you he's have like, to go. Yeah, the, yeah, it, you he, must confront Vader. Yeah, and then you have and to those, go. And then, but then later on, then in Return of the Jedi, he's like, oh yeah, he is your dad, and you should kill him. He straight up says, and yeah. now you should kill him. But he was willing to send him in there without complete information to go kill his own father, who which may may have been revealed later on, which maybe is the the difference <laughs> between the light and dark side of the Force, but is still pretty shitty. But like, I wouldn't want somebody to. I, I certainly wouldn't trust a child with a Jedi because they'll probably be like, "Hey, you know that guy that, bro- that dropped you off? You're gonna have to go confront him. <laughs> then you'll be a Jedi. <laughs> go, go kill Dad." Well, yeah, this is this is the point. Uh, Jedi are willing to face incredibly difficult challenges because they realize they have power and a responsibility to use it, and they are constantly facing the choice between inaction versus action, in which will do more harm. But I'm gonna how this is so great. But uh, we're going to have many more discussions like this, but I want to move on in the, the baby question. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase it, frame it a little bit more. So uh, I don't, let's say you, you, you have children together because you're married and you love one another, right? <laughs> I, I haven't said anything incorrect. Okay. Uh, and the child is born with this awesome power that you're not sure if you know how to handle it. And somebody who does seem not, not shifty, <laughs> like Obi-Wan, doesn't show up with a drink and a bunch of severed hands, uh, a Jedi you trust says, hey, we've been doing this for centuries. We think we can give your child a better life. We think we can help this child discover if it wants to use that power. We can teach it how to use that power. I'm not kidnapping it. I'm asking you, would you like me to take this child and, uh, and, and try to give it a life that will help it cope with its abilities? My gut says no, but like <laughs> I was literally going to say all of that because I thought you were just going to throw me the same question. Now you took all my talking points. So I'm like, <laughs> well, well, we don't know what it's like, and I, I think in that galaxy, probably culturally, it's probably seen as a great honor. And I think they even went into that in the Ahsoka arc with Plo Koon that never aired, but they talked about it at a celebration where, like, the Jedi show up and everyone's like, oh yes, like we can give one of our tribe to a Jedi. They're going to be such a great, uh, I guess they don't, wouldn't want to say warrior, but uh, hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, knowing what I know, I'd still think I'd rather hang on to my kid. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, yeah. I would lean towards no also, but I would ask them, how about maybe in a couple of years when they're being really shitty? <laughs> when they hit the terrible twos and we're like, nope, yeah. everything's floating. I can't handle this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Yoda, can you take this three-nager off my hands? <laughs> we can use it as a, like, hold it over their head. We're like, we'll send you the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> Put those blocks down. Or you're going into the monastery, basically. Uh, all right. Uh, so I am going to ask you some questions about how you would handle things personally if you were Jedi, but first I want to give us a little bit of flavor. So starting with you, Hal, can you talk to me a little bit about uh, what you would be like as a Jedi, like uh, what your name might be, if you have a specific cool lightsaber, what are your robes or hairstyle like? Paint a picture. There is a a character in... um Oh my God! The kids' books that Acker and Blacker wrote that is named after me, but I can't. I can't. I think they might be one of the students. Oh really? I can't remember what the name is, but that would be the name. Okay. So I'm so, I'm somewhere in Star Wars canon. 
<laughs> as a character. I feel like I would want to be. They want you to, to have your conscience guide you, and I would try to abide by that. I, I'm I'm pretty rule followy as a person, but also I'd like to think that that a sense of morality would help me see past the 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 strictures of of Jedi law and custom. Cool. So, what would your hair be like? Flowing, <laughs> <laughs> flowing and organic. And do you have a specific kind of cool lightsaber or anything? The that- one that I built at Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it would be like a like a. I don't think it would be too ornate. Okay, it'd be good like utility lightsaber handle. Okay, you want you want it just basic and true. You don't need any three sabers coming out of anything. No. Okay. No. Excellent. Uh, Alex, tell me about your you as a Jedi. I don't know what my name would be, but I do know that I want it to be impossible to say, just to be annoying. <laughs> like like Thrawn? Right, yeah, just full of apostrophes and hyphens and just like there's no vowels. Alex de Yeah. And uh, any, any fancy lightsaber? I think my lightsaber would wind up being kind of a mess because when we went to Galaxy's Edge, you get to choose from four different styles. And I was starting to annoy the person who, like, you make that choice with because, like, I'm holding my card that says, all right, I'm making this kind of lightsaber. And I'm like, no, no, I want that one. Like, (laughs) I I was so indecisive. So I'd probably have this cobbled together mess where it, like, looks half modern and half nature (laughs) and, like, half ancient. And it's just, it probably won't work quite right. But it'll be my own fault. Yeah, I like that. It's an honest expression of, like, I have many interests and skills. I can't decide. Oh, my lightsaber's a mess. <laughs> Got bones coming out everywhere. Uh, excellent. Molly, how about you? What kind of a Jedi would you be? Uh, as far as a name goes, I would probably just go with something super boring, like, I don't know, Jan. <laughs> Jan the Jedi. Jan the Jedi. <laughs> but, like, in the Jedi world, like, that would be unique, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's one of the reasons that Ray is hope for the new Jedi, because it's a nice, simple, no-bullshit name. Just Ray. Yeah. Uh, and uh, lightsaber? Uh, again, pretty standard and, and boring. Um, although I would like to be able to change the color around. Okay. So you, you would like to have like the true Galaxy's Edge experience where you could just change the color? Yeah. Put put different crystals in it. You'd be at Ilum just like grabbing <laughs> yeah. everything you could find. <laughs> Nice. And uh, would you have any sort of interesting hairstyle? Um, I'd probably rock the whole Mon Mothma vibe. I'd keep the short hair and keep my robes just very nightgown-ish. <laughs> Basically wearing a, a nightgown all the time. Nice. She is ready for a nap or justice at any time. <laughs> that is awesome. All right, we're going to move into some theoreticals. So imagining that you are a Jedi, imagining that the, the real world as we know kind of exists, but then also within it, you know, just a few miles uh, here from the hotel, con- the convention hotels, uh, there's a Jedi temple that you live at. Uh, So in that sort of scenario, imagine that you are shopping at a grocery store and an angry person sees that you're a Jedi. They see the robes, they see the lightsabers, possibly the mullets, and just aggressively challenges you to a fight. How how do you handle that when you're at a grocery store and somebody's just like, you're a Jedi, I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs) 
maybe I shouldn't be. Maybe I should be a Sith. I think I would use the, <laughs> the force to push his legs out from under him so his face smashes against the ground. Okay, so that is the you you use the force. The force power legs separate, so his no, two legs no, separate like, out like from a, under him. Like uh, you know, just like boom. like like I tripped him. Yeah. Okay. And then I put on sunglasses and slowly walk out. <laughs> Because we're okay. modern day, right? Yeah, yeah. And this is exactly what I want to examine. Because yeah. there is, obviously, a power fantasy with the Jedi. And sure. you have spoken eloquently on the poor decisions the Jedi have made. Yes. In the first time you're theoretically given Jedi power, yeah. you don't try to de-escalate. You don't try to understand his perspective. You just face plant him on the floor with the Force. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say I should be a Jedi. You're just putting... <laughs> you gave me this power, Joseph. Okay, but I... I didn't feel- ask for this curse <laughs> to be thrust upon me. Mm, if only you'd been adopted as a child. Anyway, uh, <laughs> by a Jedi to help you cope. Interesting. Okay, uh, Alex, we'll move on to you. What, what would you do? Uh, my first thought was just mind trick. Jedi mind trick and make him go away. Oh. Okay. Uh, so you, you, what would when you Jedi mind trick him? What would you actually why to make this angry person believe? Uh, just that he doesn't want to fight. I, I I don't need to change his perspective or anything. I just want to get out of the city. I just want my groceries. <laughs> I'm just here for my beer and my, my snacks, my Oreos, and I I just need to get back to the temple. Okay, just picking up some snacks for movie night at the Jedi Temple. Yeah. <laughs> Is he weak minded? Will it work on him? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, one one could try. One could attempt to understand his perspective. <laughs> can I can I ask a follow? What if it didn't work? What if he's like, "Don't you try that with me?" <laughs> yeah. What if he's then like, he, then he pulls out the taser he was hiding. <laughs> then then I flash my messed up lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> this might work. I'm gonna make you look like this hilt if you don't leave me alone. Uh, all right, uh, Molly, how do you handle this? Uh, you're just picking up Oreos for Jedi movie night, and angry guy, I'm going to kick your ass because you're a Jedi. Mm. I would try to befriend him and uh, just talk him to complete boredom about the Jedi way. <laughs> <laughs> just make him, make him completely change his mind and, and go bother someone else. That is kind of what you do on Twitter and YouTube. <laughs> yes. When, when we run into a bad comment, Molly's just killing him with kindness. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's that's great uh, because to me there that is a, a like a truth of the Jedi. Like we all do have the fun power fantasy of like how how would I use my powers if forced to? But I, one of the things I love about the Jedi is like if there if everything was going the way they wanted to in the galaxy, just the natural order uh, would be in balance, and they'd just be meditating. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wanted to just be chatting with Dexter about like <laughs> sports or whatever, and everything would be just fine. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to a next uh, hypothetical question. Hal, are you ready? Yes. Uh, you adopt several adorable rescue puppies, but the Jedi technically don't want them living in the Jedi Temple. Do you agree with that rule, or do you attempt to change the rules? Can I go get my own place? <laughs> Like where I don't have to like bunk with Squidhead. <laughs> like what? He what's has the, a name. <laughs> not to me. He doesn't. He's not paying his rent. <laughs> He's three months behind. I've stopped done covering him. Um, yeah, I mean, it, I kind of. I don't want to be a part of a place that won't allow puppies <laughs> to be in it. That might be where I break with the Jedi Temple <laughs> and create a new order. <laughs> 
a puppy friendly Jedi yeah. order where we all sit yeah the Jedi council there's just puppies running around everywhere and you pet the puppies and it's really their place and we're respectful of them yeah so if doesn't that feel like something the Jedi would do like sorry we can't have any puppies in here <laughs> that's the way it's been for all this time <laughs> one of us was allergic eight million years ago so now no dogs <laughs> If they thought it was a form of uh, distraction that is maybe even dangerous for the puppies because there's the lightsabers swinging everywhere, uh, and they felt like it was just a sort of distraction, would you just think that that is it that it's cold and analytical, or is it that you feel Jedi should be more open to things like joy that are created by puppies? Well, there's that also, the idea that there are just lightsabers swinging around all over the place and we're all walking around. Hey, how's it going, Frank? Coffee's weak today. Uh, yeah, I mean, come on. If the rigidity is ultimately what helped bring them down. Yeah, so puppies are flowing in organic, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's maybe the we, maybe crapping puppies, on the Jedi yeah. Temple floor is the nature of the Force. These <laughs> things happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, how do you feel about that one? Uh, my first thought was that I would just go Anakin, like, the way he, <laughs> way, the way he is. Like, I'd have a secret stash of puppies somewhere <laughs> off campus, <laughs> and I'd be like, no, I'm not going to sneak off and hang out with my puppies. Like, I'll just, I'm just out and about, and, like, don't look into what I'm doing. I don't have a wife and 47 puppies. Right. No, that's a... Uh, <laughs> nope, not total. me. Mm, no, pet okay. me, Alex. Pet me like you did on Naboo. <laughs> uh, Molly, uh, how about you? Uh, are the Jedi cat people? <laughs> like, I, I would... Uh, yeah, do they just have something against puppies? Do they allow cats? No, I think it, it, to me it was an interesting thought experiment of if they would see it as a form of attachment or a form of distraction. And if it is that kind of uh, rigidity, well-intentioned rigidity, if you want people to stay focused and disciplined and uh, not wanting to take responsibility for creatures that maybe they don't have the full attention for, mm. if that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Uh, well, we actually just recently got a puppy, and he is a lot of work, so I'd probably just be like, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> probably for the best. So far, Molly, you are the most in line with the Jedi. You you talked down the angry person at the grocery store, and you're going to pass on the puppies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Excellent. I'll, I'll uh, stick with the cat, I guess. Okay. Do you guys want a more silly one, or do you want a more difficult one? I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you. What, what, how, what do you feel like tackling? I'm, I'm ready for anything. Oh. Surprise me. You, you just do it, and then let's decide which one it is. Okay. <laughs> so, Hal, yeah. uh, a good friend admits to you that they are having an affair. Silly one. <laughs> you can tell. Yep. Yep. And then the person that they're cheating on, who you are also friends with, comes to you and asks you if you know anything, that they're, they're worried something's off in their partnership. Uh, do they know anything? Do you, as a Jedi, tell them the truth? Do as you a, lie? As a human being, I would tell them the truth. Do you tell them the truth from a certain point of view? No. <laughs> no. I tell them the truth. I tell them the truth. And I would tell the person, I'm like, I'm going to tell them. <laughs> this is bad. You're being bad. <laughs> no. I assume it's the puppy, right? <laughs> no. It is the puppy, and you are swinging a lightsaber over yeah. your head as you're doing it for no I reason. rub their face in the affair. He goes, no, <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that. Uh... Okay, that went some places I didn't expect, but I'm very happy for it. Uh, we're going to move on to Alex. Alex, how would you handle this? 
Uh, yeah, I, I would tell them the truth. I'd be like, well, you really need to talk to them because I don't want to get in with all of this. But I would tell them, yeah, there's something going on without like spilling all the details. Okay, so he, let, let me uh, um, put a finer point on it. So the, the person that, that admitted they were cheating says, I am not going to tell the person, uh, and I would prefer that you don't. So now you have a very Jedi-like choice of what is your responsibility to take action or just go with the flow of the force and see if that person ever actually does the right thing. Uh, if they came to me, if the other person came to me and asked, I would tell them. Okay, but if they didn't ask, you would just sit around in the Jedi Temple petting puppies going, I know my friend is being cheated on, but it is not my place to how, tell. How close of a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Here we get into the classic Jedi system of emotional bartering. I don't like conflict. <laughs> uh, yeah, a close friend. So you feel that responsibility of, I, I now have this information, I have this power, and it is my responsibility to choose how to use it. I would tell them. Okay, interesting. Molly, I didn't even think about uh, asking a couple this question, but that's fun. Uh, Molly, how would you handle this scenario? Uh, I don't think I would tell them <laughs> because I am non-confrontational and I would, like you said, not want to be a part of it and get into it. So I, I would kind of dance around it, but then try to vaguely you know, tell them to look into some stuff. <laughs> Okay, so you would plant some hints. Follow the clues. <laughs> yeah. uh, so it's more for you not about, uh, it's about wanting to avoid the conflict. So you would want the right thing to happen, but you would want it to happen in the most gentle way possible. Yes. I would, I would want them to figure that, that out on their own. <laughs> okay. So like if <laughs> you would just wait until maybe like the, the person who was cheating was kissing someone in the closet at a party and you just use the force to casually open the door. Yeah. <laughs> so like, people oh walk no. by and see them. Look, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's totally understandable to want to resolve it without actually having direct conflict. But what do you think the actual morality of that is when you have, you have the knowledge and you have the choice? <laughs> I accept that as an understandable answer. Uh, all right. Uh, any more thoughts on this, or should we move on to another one? Hal, you ready for another one? Come on. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, a friend Eat of yours is, uh, is having a hard time financially. They're very hard up for cash, and they ask you to come with them to the casino and use your Jedi powers to help them cheat. <laughs> How? Uh, well, they, 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 at first they're just like, well, come on, you're a Jedi, use your imagination, you know, turn some cards the right way or some, just some uh, dice the right way, and use some mind tricks, uh, you know, knock over a table with your mind to make a distraction, anything. There's a difference between tipping the balance in a game and flipping a table over <laughs> so this guy can try to run away like, the, like the, the guy in Ocean's Eleven who made it the furthest where he gets shot in the driveway. Yeah. I, maybe I'm the only one who remembers that. That's fine. <laughs> Not an Ocean's Eleven con, this one. I'm one of the huge fans of that Weintraub remake. Um, oh. <laughs> See, it's hard to be a Jedi. I feel like casinos cheat their customers all the time. 
Okay. So, all right. Here, you. I'm are, not saying I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm just reasoning it out. You're all right. Fair enough. This getcha journalism. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotcha philosophy. Really yeah, really. Well, and I, I admit I am only being a little bit more assertive because you started off so clear that Obi Wan was so in the wrong. I'm proving your point with all of my actions <laughs> as a Jedi. Um, I think there are probably better ways to make money than cheating a casino. Okay. I would rather I would rather he explore those things than go and actively uh, cheat things. That that is not right. Okay. Would you would you do something else more proactive to help your friend? Yeah, I'm sure there's a job or there's probably some cleaning or something needs to be done around the Jedi Temple. Yeah, those <laughs> puppies are crapping everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You want to be a dog walker slash sitter slash cleaner upper? <laughs> yeah, there, there's always a better path for stuff like that. Yeah, somebody needs to walk the puppies because the Jedi are always just floating them around. And puppies aren't getting any exercise at all. Uh, Alex, same question to you. A friend who really needs the money wants you to help them cheat at a casino. Yeah, I agree that no, I wouldn't help them just cheat. There's a better way. I also wouldn't trust myself to be able to get away with that. I have a terrible poker face. <laughs> like, anytime I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing, I'm like, <laughs> they, they catch me immediately. I love the visual image of that, of you as a Jedi like, trying to <laughs> just shift a little thing here, a little thing there, with a big panic look on your face. <laughs> the casino boss is watching the video camera. What's that yeah. guy in the robes with the mullet doing? He's got a worried face. <laughs> uh, Molly, how about you? I mean, I have to assume that most casinos wouldn't allow Jedis in because of the mind trick business. Yeah. So uh, I would go along with him, but then I would talk very loudly about the fact that I am a Jedi <laughs> and then purposely get kicked out. Okay. <laughs> like, no, we don't serve your kind here. <laughs> so you would... You would pretend as though you were going to attempt to help your friend but then you would try to find a way to remove yourself from conflict yes. so you didn't have to ultimately take responsibility yeah and then I'd be like well sorry you tried <laughs> it's, a, it's a clever way for a Jedi to avoid conflict which in theory they want to do uh, alright here's, here's another one uh, Hal a, a, an electric company keeps accidentally uh, starting forest fires by with poorly maintained equipment. It's sparking and it's lighting the, the forest on fire. It's a big company, you know? It's not like there's one, like, evil dude with a start forest fire switch, right? Right. Uh, so you, you go as a Jedi and you help put the fires out, but this just keeps happening. What do you do about it? We need to have a discussion with about their safety protocols. They have to be brought up to code. <laughs> And if not, there are business ramifications to that in the form of hefty fines, <laughs> potential legal action, <laughs> uh, or we could let other, other power companies into the area to compete with them and go, hey, we're a great, uh, we're, we're, we're a great alternative because we don't set the world on fire. <laughs> okay, so you would go and give them a talking to, which I think is great. I think that's always the, the first step is you know a little talk. Uh, you as, as a Jedi don't have any power to enforce any of those things. You're not like a government inspector. So if they just said like, well, thanks, thanks for breaking down how the economy works, uh, but we're not going to change anything. Do you just accept that? Or do you take any more action? I take a small strike force and start shutting down all their power plants. <laughs> Excellent. Because that's, that's great. the right thing to do. 
I think that is at the core of some of our, our yeah. push-pull about the Jedi, is that when we hear the idea of people who are guardians of peace and justice, we want them to right wrongs. Yeah. But then it's that question when, like, well, it's a company. They're, I mean, I guess they are maybe doing some illegal things, but nobody's taking them to court, but bad things keep happening. So at what point did you go, like... We're going to put you out of business with lightsabers. <laughs> exactly. Look, Bat- sometimes Batman has to solve the problems that Bruce Wayne can't get to. <laughs> if you know what I mean, wink. I do. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. He dresses up like a bat and he beats people up. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and exactly. we, we revere him as a hero. <laughs> uh, Alex, how about you? I immediately was like, this is something that Mace Windu would say falls outside of the Jedi mandate. Like, you could go and help put the forest fire out, but then you got to pass it off to the government. And if there's one thing I know, it's that the government really cares about the environment. So <laughs> they're going to take care of it for sure. Uh, and if they don't, if you're in that position, is there an ever a point where you get to that point where, you're like, yes, it violates all of our rules, but it is the right thing to do to put this company out of business? And I don't even mean murder people. I just mean, like, go, you know, destroy all their equipment and shut it down. Yeah, I, I think I'm with Hal on that one. The, uh, I'd, I'd go Batman on him. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Amali? Uh, agree with aggressive negotiations. <laughs> okay. Get out my boring lightsaber and tell them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I would do, too. And then I, I was getting really excited and thinking, like, we're all great heroes. And then I just realized what we were all advocating is destroying a power system. And then suddenly there's no electricity for miles and miles around. And the Jedi are like, we did it. Well, you, you, can, you know, you can, you can burn some wood for heat. <laughs> Get back to nature. Get back to the organic and the flowing. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on to another one. We only have time for just a few more. Uh, Hal, there is an ancient Jedi prophecy that reads, they are too powerful to hold an egg without crushing it, yet only they can hold the most important egg. Everyone thinks this prophecy is about you. (laughs) What do you do with this information? This, this is very close to that Master and Apprentice. It yeah. is. <laughs> uh, so I'm supposed to hold an egg? <laughs> or is he the egg? Or am I the egg? Am I the egg? Or am I the holder of the egg? Well, this is a prophecy. Nobody knows. All you can do is think about it, meditate it, examine your soul. Does it give me discounts at stores? <laughs> What's that? Do I get some discounts at stores and restaurants? No, you don't have an ancient egg prophecy card that you can flash to get discounts. No. <laughs> well, wh- this is a terrible prophecy. <laughs> well, let me start with the basics. That yeah. I- There is some weird ancient prophecy about you. Are you coming from the perspective that you care about that, that that would give you any pause or are you just more from this perspective of like who cares if somebody some Jedi ancient Jedi philosopher thought that it doesn't bother me I would definitely knowing me I would be stressed out about it all the time <laughs> and the obligation and wanting to like alright I'm aware there's a lot of pressure yeah, I would be, 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 I would be miserable. Is that what you want, Joseph? <laughs> a miserable Jedi swinging a lightsaber around with his puppies. That's what you have the puppies there for, to, to help you be calm and live in the moment. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, yeah, I would just spend time with my puppy to calm down. But yeah, yeah that was, that's a tremendous amount of pressure. It depends on how it's interpreted. Right? Yeah. Well, let me read it again and tell me uh, how you would interpret it. Uh, <laughs> they are too powerful to hold an egg without crushing it, yet only they can hold the most important egg. It sounds like a sounds like it'd destroy everything. <laughs> Probably shouldn't pick up that egg. <laughs> You're gonna be real nervous in the grocery store. Yeah, uh, I'm, on a, I'm on a vegan diet now. <laughs> no animal products. Uh, 
Alex, how about, how about you? How do you handle this one? Uh, I completely ignore the prophecy, and I just live my life because my destiny is my destiny, and there's nothing I can do to change it. I shouldn't worry about it. It's just going to happen to me no matter what. Okay, so you are organic and flowing. So what if it, what if something that's really uh, on the nose happens? What if you're on a mission to uh, rescue a species on a planet that is going to go extinct, and the, you know one of the things that you have to do is you are given one of the last remaining eggs of this species that are about to die, and somebody's like, here, hold it, egg prophecy guy. <laughs> oh, then yeah, I'd like, I'll be like, yeah, this is it, but I'm not going to stress out about it my whole life and wonder what it means and try to interpret it. I'll just be like, oh, it was that simple. I just held an egg once. And yeah. And instead of trying to change it, you just accept it and see where it goes. Yes. Nice. Molly? Uh, so people know about this prophecy and that it's about me? Yeah. Everybody's talking about it all the time. <laughs> okay. There goes egg prophecy, Jedi. <laughs> it's the only prophecy they have that's like just, there's nothing cooler going on. <laughs> nope. It was just the, that, you know, that, that Jedi who always wears the nightgown. The, uh, that's one of the signs that the egg prophecy has come. Uh, I would probably treat it kind of like <clears throat> how Anakin did and just be able to get my way all the time. <laughs> What There's does a that prophecy mean? about me, guys. I can do whatever I want. Oh, so you would try to sort of lean into, like, I, I need to be uh, free to explore uh, all of my different powers, all the different paths available to me, so I'm, I'm ready to handle the egg prophecy when it happens? Yeah, yeah, but I would, wouldn't assume that it would never really come up. Okay, <laughs> so you wouldn't be too stressed out about it? No. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, Hal. You ready? Yes. You really want to see The Mandalorian, but the Jedi Temple doesn't have Disney+. Plus. <laughs> what do you do? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Sign up for Disney Plus. <laughs> but like it not allowed? Like there's no internet? Like they have, uh, they have like a, a net nanny set up? <laughs> yes. Joe Costanew is the net nanny. Oh, yeah. man. I guess I probably have to go to a friend's house to watch. Yeah. That one wasn't too hard, was it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's a shame. If they had, if they had joined uh, D23, they could have got a great deal. <laughs> a killer, I got a killer deal on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Alex, how about you? Uh, I just watched recaps on YouTube at Star Wars Explained. <laughs> <laughs> Great plug. The plugging powers are powerful with him. Uh, Molly, how about you? Um, I would assume that in his closet full of puppies, there's also a computer where I could pirate it somehow and watch it in secret with all the puppies. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm normally not big on Grey Jedi, but I think you're a Grey Jedi. Yeah. You've got a lot of, like, yeah, I'm kind of trying to live up to the rules when they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, That, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll move on to the next one. You are at a great jizz whaling concert. There is a firm rule in the club that there's no speaking during the concert, but you are surrounded by loud assholes who keep screaming and making it impossible for you to hear the jizz wailing. What do you do, Hal? How many people? Uh, several. You can, can't you use the force to make, make people fall asleep? Yeah, I mean, we've seen Kylo Ren do that, if that so that's current, certainly open to you in the force. Nap Whether time. Or not. <laughs> Nap time. I can't have my, my jizz wailing destroyed by talking. <laughs> Nothing ruins it like that. Try to experience some music here. Okay, so you just reach up into the air, you do kind of a little hand gesture like yeah, that, and like sleeping. five people just fall to the floor of this club. Asleep. They probably knew that guy from the supermarket. They should have known better. <laughs> they might have heard of me. <laughs> if I have a problem, you're going to the floor. That's yeah. the, you're the, the Jedi who puts people on the floor immediately. Uh, Alex, how about you? I'd do something similar. That's like my biggest pet peeve. That would push me to the dark side fast. The, <laughs> just people talking in a movie theater or at a concert or anything, trying to ruin something where everyone else is trying to enjoy it. I can't handle it. Yeah. So there would probably be some. Uh, force pushing or something going on. <laughs> would you uh, would you talk to them first, or would you just force push them out the door? Uh, I think I, I would try. They'd get one attempt at a, at a shush, and <laughs> if they didn't take it, then yeah, they're going out the door. Okay, Molly. 
I would call the manager in and have them take him, take him out. Okay. <laughs> what if you... Because I, I, don't, I don't think I would use the force on them. I don't know. Yeah. You'd want to explore other things before you use the force. Yeah. Yeah. What, I, uh, what I if I'm forgetting that real world options are like available to us? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been in a movie theater before where there has been a crying baby and it's like midnight and I've c- called the manager in to have them leave. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. I'd, I'd, I'd do that. Yeah, this is one of those these things that I'm fascinated with about uh, talking about this kind of stuff when you're talking about like, oh yeah, all these real world, try to talk to them, call the manager, they're available to us. And this is great tension of what Star Wars is. Like, Wars is usually, it's like literally in the title. It's about conflict. But to me, like, these protagonists of the Jedi are like, they're pacifists. Conflict is the last thing they want. But then it's also like why we love it of like, yes, I know you are beautiful, lovely creatures who don't want any violence. But when I come to the movie theater, please cut some people apart with your laser swords. (laughs) This is great tension. Uh, This one was very cathartic to me uh, because this one happened to me of... uh, Right after the Kenobi announcement happened at D23, I went to a concert at the Hollywood Bowl, and I had people behind me who who wouldn't shut up and people in front of me who wouldn't shut up, and I could barely concentrate on the music because I was just thinking about Kenobi anyway, (laughs) and I literally said, how would Obi-Wan Kenobi handle this? Like, Mm -hmm. well, I can't cut their hands off, so I can't escalate that far. Uh, But yeah, I I asked one of them, uh, the people in front of me, really nicely to be quiet, and they did. It was like, whoa, that works. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other people were like clearly drunk and like clearly like hostile and uh, and very aggro. So yeah, then I went and got uh, the security. And, uh, and three of them were like, no, we're not going to shut up. And then the fourth one was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and made them all walk away. And it was great. Uh, but, but I did have that moment of just power fantasy of like, yeah, well, if, if I was Obi-Wan Kenobi, I could just put him to sleep or just <laughs> give him a little shove down the bench. Uh, all right. Here is the next one. Hal, are you ready? Yes. You are given a mission by the Jedi Council to simply spread joy. Because the Jedi do believe in the light side of the Force. They do want to just propagate uh, feelings of positivity. And that is your actual mission, to just go out and somehow today cause joy in the galaxy. What do you do? Puppy tour. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. But also... Uh, I have so many different interpretations of puppy tour. Do you, is it a concert? Do you take puppies from home to home and just show them to people? What's a puppy tour? Yes. <laughs> it's everything. It's a USO extravaganza. <laughs> it's a petting zoo. It's a meet and greet. Great food. Come on out. This Thursday, Centennial Park. It's going to be happening. Jedi puppy tour. Yeah. Joy, joy, joy. Anything and everything under the sun. All puppies all the time. Nice. Uh, how about you, Alex? How do you fulfill the mission to spread joy? I would tell as many people as I could one at a time that Ewan McGregor is playing Obi-Wan Kenobi again in a Disney Plus series. <laughs> that filled me with joy. <laughs> and how would you handle it when you encountered somebody who was just like, just going back to the classic characters, no originality. Rah. I'd be like, watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you try to find a different option for joy for them. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in Star Wars. You can watch something else. <laughs> Excellent. Molly? Uh, well, since I'm egg prophecy person, uh, I assume I'm really good at making deviled eggs. So I would just go door to door handing out deviled eggs because I don't know anyone who doesn't love deviled eggs. Aww. <laughs> that's really nice. I really like this. Uh, that's, this. The, that's the prophecy. Yeah. I fulfilled it. 
this is really great. And I, clearly, if the Jedi were going to assign this, they would have to spread it out so people didn't just have like hundreds of Jedi coming to their door. <laughs> They're trying to get things done, and one Jedi rings the doorbell. Here's a puppy. Thanks. Another Jedi, Kenobi. Another Jedi, Devil Dex. <laughs> it's going to turn into like a Girl Scout type thing where every year people are like, oh boy, here come the Jedi, and they're, they're boxes of... Oh, it's Joy Day. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, Joy Day. Oh, a bunch of them are going to want to come in and watch The Mandalorian because they don't have <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are heading towards the uh, end of our allotted time. There's so many great, fun things we could talk about, but I want to uh, end on uh, something that is sort of about a Jedi ending. Uh, so let's imagine you have a long and productive life as a Jedi. You have lots of friends. You spread lots of joy. You end conflicts as, as best as possible you can. And you now wish, knowing that you're coming to the end of your days, you want to retain your identity within the Force. And this is now, uh, it's, it's just kind of common knowledge about some of the steps that you have to go through to accomplish this. Uh, and they include, you have to go through the trial of truly seeing your darkest self. Uh, you have to only want to retain your identity within the Force for a selfless reason. You have to kind of have a purpose, and it has to be selfless. Uh, and then you also have to choose the clothes that you want to be wearing when you die <laughs> because you have to appear looking like that. How? How, do, how would you do those things? I face my darkest self? I yeah. Feel, I feel like I do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> that part's covered. How do you do, uh, how do, you do that? What do you, for you, what, what feels like facing your darkest self? Well, a lot of it's being dealt with in therapy. Probably not, probably too, too much. I think, I think all, well, I think everybody, when they encounter different situations, goes through a range of options of ways to deal with it. Yeah. And some of those are, are not unsavory, but are taking the easy way out or doing yeah. the wrong thing. So every day we make a good choice is a good day that we face that down and, and made a different option. Yeah. That's great. Um, I would be in sweatpants and a t-shirt and a bathrobe, <laughs> and I would I would exist merely to help people order dessert correctly, because <laughs> that is the one thing in this world I know I am very good at. <laughs> okay, uh, just just to test this out, I just want to imagine this. Yeah, I am at a restaurant, like uh, maybe a, let's say a Denny's. I am at a Denny's for some uh, disturbing reason. Yeah, maybe things aren't going well in my life. Hards. Yeah, they're, they're, I was collecting the therm scissor punch solo time card, as Alex says, um, and then suddenly, I, I can't decide about a dessert, suddenly a shimmering blue form wearing sweatpants and a robe appears sitting across from me at the booth. How do you help me? What do you, what do you say to me? What words of wisdom about dessert? I just tell you what the best one is. <laughs> Every menu has a best dessert, even if, even if, because a lot of people go to the server and be like, what do I get? They always like two things. That doesn't help. <laughs> I'll guide you to the right dessert. And I almost brought up the Denny's menu to look at it and give you an answer. Okay. You can't go wrong with a milkshake generally. But, uh, you know, it depends on the place. Denny's, I probably would just direct you somewhere else. <laughs> so you I, would I would ask you what's wrong. <laughs> I would do a check-in. Are you okay? Yeah. And then take you somewhere with a better dessert. Aw, that's nice. Yeah. And now, would it be a rigid what is best uh, dessert from your perspective? Or would you ask me about my dessert preferences? Or would you just be like, no, you're wrong. Chocolate milkshake is best. Look, I'll take your temperature on it. Okay. And then guide you. Because a lot of people are like, I don't know, I like, like three different things. It's, you know, 
I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you where you need to go. <laughs> Prompt. That's a Lublin guarantee. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> you are a powerful and wonderful Jedi. All right, Alex. Uh, what does facing your darkest self uh, mean to you? See, I don't. I don't even know if I want to be a Force ghost. Okay. I, I I think that that sounds like a lot of pressure. And then when you're not helping anyone, what are you doing? Is it just floating around? That sounds boring. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm into that, but. Uh, I think, yeah, facing your darkest self, I mean, I would also just say therapy and, like, <laughs> going and looking at the problems that you have in uh, your relationships and friendships and trying to work on that and just an effort to be a better person. Yeah, awesome. And then if you felt like you wanted to be a, a Force ghost, what kind of uh, mission would you want to have to help others from within the Force? Man, see, like, immediately I'm being indecisive, so I feel like anything that someone asked me, I'd be like, man, that's a lot of pressure. I don't... <laughs> I would just be the worst Force ghost that comes up and be like, I don't really have any real advice for you. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Hope it works out. <laughs> I like it if you were the force ghost that came around and told people it's okay to be indecisive sometimes. <laughs> like, look, we all have hard days. Sit here in this Denny's confused. That's fine. I'll, I'll just be at Galaxy's Edge, and when someone's like, I don't know what lightsaber to pick, I'll be like, I feel you, and I'll disappear. Again. <laughs> that is a great answer, but also selfishly, I think your, your channel is... It feels selfless because you do share your perspective, but you also just share basic information that can be hard to find. And I would love it if you were a force ghost who you didn't well actually people, but then somebody was really like, I really don't remember which part of Mandalorian backstory story is from Legends or Canon. And you just appeared and just said, here's the answer. No, that sounds good. If something is like just on the tip of somebody's tongue and it's driving them nuts and I'll just pop up and be like... Uh, Tasu Leech in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> His blaster was a hut splitter. Bye. All right. Uh, and what, were you, what are you going to wear for eternity? Uh, also, sweatpants, probably. Uh, you got to be comfortable. Yeah. I'm starting to think that that's maybe what just Jedi wear if they were real. <laughs> maybe like a night shirt, like a really long one. Hey, like that, that's mine. <laughs> not like a full gown, but like an Uncle Scrooge kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you will be visited by three Jedi. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Molly, facing your darkest self, do you agree with the general, uh, what they've said, or do you have a different take? Uh, I feel like facing my darkest self is reading YouTube comments, <laughs> which I have to do often, and uh, it's tough. <laughs> uh, do you mean because they make you angry and you it is hard to take the higher road? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, yeah, trying to hold my tongue back and, uh, yeah, not, not engage with toxic things and people. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you, you are already going through that process. Mm. Uh, well, I, I suppose I should back up. Do you want to be a Force ghost or are you with Alex? Yeah, uh, I have a plan for being a Force ghost. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Uh I would keep my, my nightgown, yeah. first of all, because it's comfy. And I would pop up as a force ghost to DJ at parties. Because <laughs> I like making playlists. No, yeah. I'm pretty good at it. I think that's an extremely exciting Jedi. So. Just like if you, if you knew that, the, that you were going to show up, if uh, the DJ nightgown Jedi was going to show up, <laughs> uh, 
that'd be great to just be like, I don't have to plan music, but you're in for, my friends, you are in for a great surprise. And then a, a shimmering Jedi who just has sick dance moves appears and starts just creating music out of nowhere. Yeah. That's pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nice way to spread joy. All right. So our, our final question is, after we have talked about some Jedi practicalities, do you feel better or worse about Jedi? Uh, Molly, I'll start with you and go down to the end. So, Molly, after having these discussions, do you feel any differently about the Jedi? Uh, more confused. <laughs> <laughs> In what way? They just they have a tough life to live. A lot of difficult choices to make. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't think I would want to be one. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, how about you, Alex? Uh, I, I feel like I relate to them a little more now because, yeah, the second you give me those powers, I forget that I could just go talk to the manager. <laughs> and instead, I'm like, no, I'm going to use the powers. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how? How are you feeling about the Jedi now? You started off in, in a little bit of a dark place about uh, old liar pants Obi-Wan. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with Alex. I can certainly relate to them more. I still think... The problems are the problems, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I, the problems are the problems. Still, I, I can relate to why they are problems. However, yeah, I, I said I misspoke earlier when I said I was proving your point. I actually think I proved mine <laughs> because when you have those powers, you don't make good choices all the time. You make you still make choices based in your own self self interest to a certain extent, and you're colored by your own emotions, which. It's not what's supposed to happen in the Jedi. You're supposed to release. You're supposed to release all those emotions and just work from a place of clarity, which is uh, extremely difficult. So maybe there's a way to reconcile those. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, I, I really hope that we have a lot of great storytelling coming from from Jedi past and hopefully Jedi future. And hopefully that'll be like not too deep philosophy, but I think maybe a little bit of that in episode nine of, you know, obviously it, it is the story that the Jedi made mistakes. Right. And so you're you're obviously 100 percent correct about that. So I think it's a really fun to, way to think of like, OK, well, what were the mistakes from the past? How can we make them better uh, in the future? Not better mistakes. How can we not make mistakes in the future? Um, and I just really love thinking about it because I think the what's fascinating to me about Jedi is they are ultimately uh, sentient creatures. I, I don't I want to say human beings, but they're not all human beings. They're sentient creatures who, are, who have given themselves these incredibly lofty goals and are really, really struggling to meet them, and sometimes they are going to fail uh, with some half-truths and some, whoops, <laughs> we started a war. Sometimes those things are going to happen, but they do their best. Thank you all very much for spending time uh, chatting with me about this. Can I have a big round of applause for how lovely Alex Damon and Molly Damon, the nightgown DJ egg prophecy Jedi of the future. (laughs) Thank you all very much. Thanks, everybody.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.